Hey everybody, this is JD and Letitia Salas. And you're listening to The Lit Podcast. Let's go. Episode number two, baby. Number two. Amen. Well, you know what? Let's start this episode with prayer. Father God, we just thank you for your word. Your word is a lamp into our feet, Father God. Yes, God. And your word is a light into our path. Even perfection has its limits. And then comes your word. In Jesus' name, Father. Let's go. Amen. Okay, well, babe, I'm going to start by reading uh, Mark 3, uh, Mark chapter 3, verse 25. And it says, And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Yeah, that's a good one. Another translation is the New Living Translation, and it reads this way. Similarly, a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. Mm. And I feel like today, us talking about unity in a family and in a household is important, especially with the way things are today, um, with COVID and people having to be home more. I, I see the spiritual attacks a lot amongst a lot of our family and friends. Yeah. And... I mean, we've even gone through a season of it throughout this pandemic. And I think it's important for us to kind of touch base on that with listeners and let them know, one, they're not alone. Yeah. And two, how do we, how do we, how do we hold each other accountable to where our house isn't divided? Because we know every battle is not ours. It's God's. You know what? Like, I guess when it comes to holding accountable, as parents, we have a, uh, we have a duty, you know, like me and you do our best to not mm-hmm. be our kids' friends, but their right. parents. And, uh, of course, we're going to hold them accountable, <laughs> and then we want to hold each other accountable. But I think this is the key, because what you want to get is uh, your spirit in line, um, because your flesh ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, there's the law of God, and, you know, there's a scripture that says if you can't uh, govern your own house... You, you ain't gonna let you govern no church. You ain't gonna let you run no church. And if you can't run um, uh, your own body, you probably can't run your own house. So it comes down to letting God hold you accountable. And how do we let God hold us accountable? Uh, we had talked a little bit about it in the um, first episode where God's word is profitable. Mm-hmm. It's, God re- it's profitable for correction, for rebuke, for reproof, and for training up in righteousness. So right. when we open up the word of God... Um, it corrects us, it mm-hmm. rebukes us, it reproves us, it um, it trains us, and we have to be humble enough to say, okay, wh- where am I getting it wrong? You know, it, for me, it'd be as the head of the house, as the husband, and then you got to read from the perspective of being the wife, the helpmate, and then the kids too, getting everyone involved because the only way to be on the same page is to what? Be in the same book. Be in the same book. <laughs> you got to be in the same book. Amen. Amen. You know, and um, a lot of times, um, for one, you got to be born again. You know, mm-hmm. you got to be born again. I can't stress that enough. Um, you can't see the kingdom unless you're born again. I see a lot of uh, on social media, uh, they might believe a certain way or think a certain way, and they're going to use a scripture and throw it out there. It's like, okay, <laughs> like you haven't even read it in context. Like, But it's okay. Thank God for his grace because I used to be there too. I thought I knew what I was talking about, but I didn't. And the key is this, is once you're born again as a Christian family, um, everybody has a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to argue their own perspective. Even here, we believe in the same God. 
But Mariah thinks different. Ethan thinks different. You think different. Mm-hmm. We all think different. We're so unique. And that's what the Bible tells us. We were created. We are unique. And God's humans, but we're uniquely created. No, no two people are the same. And I feel like sometimes that's where the devil works through. Well, uh, I like these sets of scriptures, but I don't follow these. And that's what happened. There's, and Satan will come. He'll divide a house even through scripture. And I think that's his agenda. I yeah. mean, you think you're doing something good, and you are. You're yeah. doing something good. You're seeking God's face together as a family. Yeah. But the devil still looks for any opportunity to sneak in, even when you're seeking God. Yeah. He, I mean, he knows God's word just as well as... He likes to hide behind Exactly. <laughs> and so it's easy to... I think in our case, you know, we're raising young adults now, mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes we confuse them by our own actions because we are preaching one thing and not always giving that same example. Yes. But at the same time, we're able to relate to them and say, you know what, we are going to still mess up. We're still human. Yes. And it, I was thinking about unity in a household, and I started thinking, you know, what does the Bible tell us about unity? Okay. And Colossians 3.14 says... And over all these virtues put on love, which bonds, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Mm-mm-mm. And how are you, I mean, a family, of course, you're going to have your good days and your bad days, but you also, at the end of the day, will always love each other. Yes. And the love is, you know, sometimes it can be conditional when we're in our flesh, but for the most part, it's unconditional. Yeah. And, and we know that love covers a multitude of sins. A multitude of sins. And, you know, back to perspective, it's kind of like, um, I saw this on Facebook a while back, and um, right away, it just didn't sit right mm-hmm. with me. I feel like it's a carnal way of thinking. Like, if I was to put a nine in front of me, if you were to look at it from the other side, what would it be? A six. A six. Because it's upside down, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like, you're. That, there's that argument, that carnal, fleshly argument. Oh, well, it's you don't know where I come from, or... Uh, you know, it's based off the color of our skin. But or, where does that come from? What did you tell me this morning that you read? What was that? About how, what, why do we argue? Oh, yeah. Where, where do fights and mm-hmm. wars come from among us? It's from within us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the scripture says. And, and I think a lot of times is that that perspective argument, it deflects to where you can point at the next person and mm-hmm. say, well, hey, I have it harder than you because I'm the youngest child or Oh, it's because I'm a woman or, oh, mm-hmm. well, oh, this is how it is, you know. And there's always these 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 arguments and these things that come from within us that we're warring within. Try to find that scripture. And uh, that's a good one. And, and the key is this, is like I said earlier, even if we're all Bible believing, the key is we got to be in the book. Mm-hmm. We got to be fellowshipping and we got to have enough wisdom to know, okay, I'm a Christian. But I have to ask the Holy Spirit to help me rightly divide the word of truth. Okay? Because once you get you, you get set, you get set, you ask Jesus Christ into your life, you're being sanctified, you're being renewed, you're, you've been redeemed, you're covered in the blood, you're the righteousness of Christ, you still make mistakes. And the key is this, it's just like a car tissue, we got to stay uh, uh, filled up, mm-hmm. you know, we, like we got to have the gas, the gas of God. Amen. Yeah. So referring to that scripture, it's Romans seven, um, verses, uh, 22 through, let's say 23. It says in my mind, I am happy with God's law, but I see another law working in my body, which makes war against the law that my mind accepts. Mm. The other law working in my body is the law of sin and it makes me its own prisoner. Mm. And so 
we were talking about that because we were, you know, talking about how we have disagreements from time to time, like everybody else does. And he, he told me that I'm like, okay, so you're basically telling me you, you argue with me about something that you have an issue with. And I totally misinterpreted it. And so when I, when he said it again and read it again to me, I thought about, okay, so you explained it to me and you said, no, basically we, we have wars going on within our own minds and spirits that we should, uh, most of those times that's when God says, be quiet. What is, what is that verse? Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Yeah. And he says, well, he doesn't contradict his word. He, no. he has this outline for us for a reason because those are the, the opportune times that the devil looks for. Any way he can sneak into your moment of a moment in your day to cause any kind of conflict between a husband and wife, between a parent and their child or anybody in an immediate household. Um, that's what he does. And and then you end up in a spiral of a house divided. Yeah. And, and you know, the key is this, is that what I've noticed in my walk with God and, and, and you know, Lord knows I've been through it. I've gone through it. It's. The, the, the transformation that I've seen happen in my life came through the information mm-hmm. of God. And that and when, whenever there's information coming from the Word of God, okay, transformation runs parallel with it. It's, mm-hmm. it's it, the information for transformation. There ain't no other book. There ain't no other gods. There ain't no other religion. Even religion and Christianity don't work. It's stagnant. That pharisaical law, I'm going to follow these laws and I'm better than the, the next person. No, that's a lot from the pits of hell. But as you read the word of God, it transforms you. Mm-hmm. You can't help but respond in love. You can't help but even when someone's wrong, you're not looking for an I'm sorry from them. And that's the key. When a house is being divided, it's because there's a lack of fellowship. There's a lack of God. And that fellowship starts, it says, that the head is weak, so is the body. Mm-hmm. And I believe as a wife and a husband, we're one. Right. So if we're both. Listen, and, and I believe this was the scripture we were looking for. This is James 4 1. Mm-hmm. It says, What is causing the quarrels and fights oh, among you? JD and Tisha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do they not come from the evil desires that were within you? Mm-hmm. See, the scripture says, What you're fighting about? And right away, oh, well, it's it. They, they, and, and James says, No, 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 no. It's you as yeah. an individual. This is a self made fire. And, and, and I love this about God, the Spirit of God, is that there's always a good, like, for instance, um, there's always uh, there's a good fire to, and, a, and a bad fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to be uh, a part of the consuming fire of God. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be be uh, baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but there's you a bad fire lit. too. There's a bad fire too. Yeah, you want to be lit, living in truth. And then there's a bad fire. You know, that's burning evil inside of you that just. And I think I mean the root of that is pride. Yes. When it when you look at it mm. for what it is, it's pride. Yeah. And we can kind of try to disguise it as other things but it ultimately the root of it is pride yes that's what it is and um we all know about pride oh i would be the it, first what, to what say what follows pride is destruction <laughs> you know yeah excuse me but you know and that's the key you know if you're gonna get anything out of this episode of this podcast and it's something that me and tisha are by the, through the power of the holy spirit you know, walking out the best we can. And, and uh, when we fall, thank God for his grace. His grace is so mm-hmm. powerful. I love him so much. And what I'm seeing is this, that if the head is weak, so is the body. So if the head is strong and the head of every man and woman is Christ, 
If we have this fellowship with the Elohim, the Godhead, it trickles down, it runs down the beard, that oil gladness runs down to our kids. I've seen it. I've seen it change in them. Mm-hmm. I've seen it change in Ethan. Yeah. You know, I've seen it change in my kids. All, uh, most of the my, my babies don't live with us. And it's just like, um, I only got five guys. Calm down. <laughs> you know, my other three babies, I love them. I care about them. And God's saying, listen, J.D., if you trust in me and my word, mm-hmm. I'm even going to cover them. Yeah. And I'm going to cover the people that's over them. Pray for everybody. And it's like when you start to read God's word, you go from this. Um, I love what Jesus said. Jesus said, listen, if your son asks for a, bre- a piece of bread, you're going to give him a snake? Of course not. Mm-hmm. He goes, and you know that and you're evil. He goes, don't you know that if you ask anything of me, you think I'm going to give you something else? Or I'm not going to give you something that you do need? So that's the key. If you lack in any area, it even says in James that if you lack wisdom, ask. He gets without yeah. holding back. So we have to understand, we're not, you know, oh, poor old J.D. and Tisha, sinners saved by grace. No, we are the righteousness of Christ. And what we do is we take authority over our house because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting with people. We're fighting the enemy, mm-hmm. demons, and principalities and rulers in high places. And we got to pull down the strongholds and the most, the most, I would say the most, um, access that he has to us it's our minds oh yeah for sure like sometimes our minds and even like our emotions Mm -hmm. it might just mess your whole day like jay i had a funky dream about you i'm like me too what was yours about you know (laughs) and you know next thing you know we're fighting over a dream which Mm -hmm. is really a nightmare yeah (laughs) yeah there's a saying that if um if god gives you dreams you best believe the devil will give you nightmares yeah so, uh, and it also talks about that in Jeremiah. I believe it's before Jeremiah 29. Everybody knows 29, 11, but if you read before Jeremiah 29, uh, I think it's, I think it might be in 29. Yeah. It talks about dreams and God says, some of the dreams I dream, they don't come from me. Yeah. They come from, your own, uh, I believe Ecclesiastes or Proverbs. I'm not sure. It talks about some of the dreams we dream come from, uh, our own worries. Yeah. But you see how all the word connects. Mm-hmm. And we only know all this tissue because we're in the word. It's not that we're, you know, I am going to Bible college now. But <laughs> it's not that I'm a mm-hmm. theologian, you know, from Socrates, the level of Socrates or something. No, it's the effort you put into something. What do you say? The same measure you put something into, the same you're going to get out of it. I didn't say so. that, I did, but. <laughs> well, you reference it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But that's what I, I, leading to my next point was it doesn't stop with just, you know, the head of the head of the house, whether that's just an individual, a single parent or a husband mm-hmm. and wife. It, it also comes down to, you know, you could be in God's word every day and not even think twice about involving your kids in that process Got to. Um, or praying with them or just even calling them out of their rooms. I know a lot of kids nowadays like to be on video games mm. and it's you, you, you know, you got to kind of force them and be like, Hey, come spend time with me. I, my kids will be the first to tell you I'll nag them and tell them like, okay, I'm home. Come spend like, time with me. You either come sit with me or I'm taking your phone. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even we have to give some of those threats, but no, we, and they I end mean, up liking it. yeah, I mean, the other day, a perfect example was, you know, I've been working at the church for a while now and I've been trying to get Mariah and Ethan to go to youth mm. and I, we kind of were sneaky about it, but I had to go in early that day because I'm, I handle the accounting in that church. And so I was filling in to count for after the services. And so I told JD, I said, you know, take the kids to go upstairs and meet the youth pastor. He knows them. So, so, <laughs> so he goes 
And uh, we don't really tell him what we're doing. He's just like, hey, guys, let's let your mom do her job. And, you know, we'll go run upstairs and go say hi to the youth pastor. Yeah. So he does that. And the next thing, I, you know, as soon as he did that, you know, I started to pray. I'm like, God, please let them, you know, connect with somebody that they feel comfortable and they want to stay because they're always in service with us. And I feel like they will be fed more appropriately yes. in the youth services. And so um, I just said that quick prayer and I went about my business. And the next thing I know, he's texting me a picture of them talking to two people. And I'm like, oh, wow, like my kids are pretty timid and, you know, it takes them a while to open up to somebody. And so we went to to stay. Yeah, we went and she's the one who will usually fight and be like, no, I'm not comfortable. You know, Ethan loves his sister, so he'll he'll follow. But Mm -hmm. see what I see in all that is it all goes back to if there's division in the family, you know, if there's I'm not saying it, praise God, this is something we have experienced yeah. early on and we were dating and stuff, mm-hmm. but we, we're doing great. You know, we're not trying to keep us in prayer, but by the grace of God, man, it's, it's amazing. His grace. It's flowing uh, we, over into them. Yes. And and I thought, think about this, Tisha, honestly, did you think I thought with them to, you know, and even with my babies now. I was thinking, man, it's going to take a little work to get them to really want to go. And just like that, God made it happen. Mm hmm. And what does that do? That goes back to the topic we're talking about. It's it's a house divided cannot stand. So what what does that bring? I mean, in that division. Them drawing to God is yeah. bringing that bringing I us mean, closer. After that service, I kind of asked her. I was like, "So how was it?" And she's like, "I loved it." And mm-hmm. for Ethan to sit there and be able to tell me what he actually heard in that message, yeah, that blew me away. Mm-hmm. And again, I do feel like that is because they are. You know, if they're not sitting down reading with us or we're talking to them about God or praying with them, there's been times they've come to us with dreams or nightmares, fears they had, and we stop and pray with them. And we might not have done that before, sad yeah. to say. Yeah. But, but now that now. they see us <laughs> doing it, it's like even if they're not a part of us reading, they're still around it. And what they're, whether they realize it or not, their spirit is taking it in. Yeah. Whether they're sitting at the table with us or just in the living room in the vicinity of listening to us go through things. Yeah. And... That is what I feel like is key for people to understand is, you know, if you can't get them to sit at the table with you or sit down with you and spend time with you in the word, still do it. Yeah. Don't don't let that be an excuse for you not to because you're still planting that seed whether they're right there next to you or not. Yes. Um and do it. Do exactly. Because it. it's easy. That that's exactly what the devil wants to do is like they don't want to sit with you, you don't need to bother to do it. And then guess what happens? You're at a place where they may be acting out and you don't even know how to handle it because you're not in that constant fellowship with God. Yeah. And you may not handle it the right way. Yeah. Um, there are times. You know, and sometimes things will go south and don't yeah. scratch your head when God has opened up those windows. They're like, well, they really don't want to do it. Or even or, with me and you, Tisha, there was times you would want to read them, but I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, another, I had this ugly attitude. And another example would, would be, through. though, you know, we went to another church before JD and I got married. And then we kind of found this church together that we're a part of now. And I actually am on staff there. And the kids were a little bit hesitant because they were used to their home church. But, you know, what we decided as a couple, obviously, they were going to have to come. So they didn't always give us, you know, the least hassle about getting them there. Yeah. There were mornings I second thought, guessed myself and was like, okay, maybe I should just let them go to church with my mom or... I should just let them sleep in and me and JD go. We just need to be there. Yeah. But I'm so glad I didn't fall into that. And I, I just, I came to a place. I said, God, I'm going to be tough on them. And I'm going to tell them, you know, whether you feel like this is your home church or not right now, you're going to go. It's never an option for you to sleep in. And it's never an option for you to go with somebody else other than your parent, unless you're like spending the night somewhere or something yes. like that. And I'm starting to see that fruit grow now. 
You know, and there's something before we close that I want to mm -hmm. touch on. I feel the Holy Spirit leading me is if you have a child, you're listening to this, and you have a child who is uh, being rebellious. My mom used to always tell me, uh, sin, um, rebellion is the same as witchcraft. Um, it's just a very, very, it's the root of most problems with teenage kids is we just straight, it starts with rebelling against our parents and God, and then it just goes from there. But if you're going through something with one of your children and they're already uh, giving you a lot of trouble, I was that child. I was that child. Um, I'm not going to give my testimony or nothing right now, but uh, it got so bad I, I ended up in prison. I never thought in a million years I'd end up in prison, and I did. And that's just one of the things that um, really looking back blew my mind. But uh, praise God, all things work out for the good of those who love mm -hmm. him, even when it's your parents loving for you. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. So if you're going through that, I'm going to tell you right now, take God at his word. Take God at his word. Take authority. Take authority. I mean, I'm telling you, there have been times. My parents were here earlier. Praise God. My parents were here earlier. We're fellowshipping. I used to be a thorn in their side. And now I'm in Bible college, and I'm, I'm with a woman of God. Uh, I have favor with God and man. It blows my mind. Sometimes I look back and say, God, why would you let me make it? He goes, because I love you that much. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you right now, take authority. Pray over your child. Pray over them. Um, let God know, hey, that's my child. Let the devil know, that's my child in the name of Jesus. Get your hands off. And it don't matter if they come home and act worse or they're gone longer. You pray and you trust God because God will make it happen. Because I'm telling you, I know somebody was praying for me. I know who it was, my mom, my dad, and my grandma, if not other people. And uh, there were some miracles that happened when I would be out running uh, the streets and in my rebellion. And... Um, I'm just so grateful. So God put that on my heart, uh, you know, that if you're already past that point where the division is to the point where a child is on the run or, uh, you know, not making choices. Yes. Yeah. They're just, just straight full on rebellious. Like I was, I'm, I'm an example of God's answered prayer. And uh, I even have family members to even go a little deeper. I have family members or I wouldn't say family members. I know people who their children, uh, uh, you know, didn't make it, you know, they didn't make it. And I do believe that even though from this side of heaven, we don't understand why some of our family members are gone, but God, it says the secret things belong to God. God, I know God worked through those situations because I know that these people that I knew were saved and that sometimes it don't, the results, how could I say it, Tisha? What we're looking for isn't always the answer. You're yeah, like the prodigal son, they come back. It's all good. I've seen people come back and then they were taken by God. Yeah, and it's like why, Lord? You know, but God knows. He what knows he's what doing. he's doing. He can't. You can't pit. You cannot argue with God. Yeah. So um, if you've lost a child, you say, "Well, what about my child, Jerry? Mm -hmm. My child's already been taken." Be like, you know what? You, I believe that when you've been praying for them. God answered that prayer. Mm -hmm. He answered that prayer. God is not a man that he should lie. No. And that's me stepping out in faith. I believe that. I believe that. I don't believe God's like, well, they made mistakes, so what? You know, God is that powerful of a God. So I want that to encourage you. And it really encouraged, my, I encouraged myself. <laughs> um, you know, encourage you. 
because a lot of times we have these podcasts and it's it's just on the things that are not um how can you say we don't want to get um how can I say it um maybe we don't want to be put ourselves out there where we're, it's almost like you know we'll talk about heaven but not hell you know like and, no there's a good a bad and an ugly to everybody yes and that was one of our main things that I feel like God put on my heart and your heart yeah. um just to be honest and real and you're yeah. going to start to hear some of the realness yeah. in the upcoming episodes when we start to tell you about some of our stories and the things that God did get us out of. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it, that's scary. That's something we've had to pray about because we also don't want to discount, you know, the credibility that a listener can have in us if they find out some things about us, but God ultimately knows everything that we've gone through and what he's gotten us out of. And at the end of the day, the only forgiveness I care about is God's. And so with that said, if you're going through something in your house and you just, you don't know which way to turn, you're always going to be on the right path. If you keep your focus on God and that you may not know who to turn to, feel free to reach out to us, email us, contact us on Facebook. Um, contact us through our website. We'll pray with you. Um, we're, we're at a season now where it feels like all that bad that we've endured, not knowing at the time why we endured it. Um, God's starting to show us so we can relate to people going through similar situations and yes. give them hope that maybe somebody else was trying to give us and we didn't want to listen to. Yes. And we've learned and grown from it. And I feel like now is a time more than ever because we don't know what tomorrow holds. Yes. We don't know anymore. Um, it's critical that you you come to unity in your household yes you gotta pray for it you gotta want it and uh coming from a mass perspective uh you know if, if if you're not in fellowship with jesus christ as a man of the house taking time to pray taking time to read um god said uh, jesus said if you're ashamed of me in public uh i i you're i'm gonna be ashamed of you when i step stand before my father it's just like you have to really take God's word to heart and understand this is not a game. You know, uh, looking back, uh, I wasted time with my kids, but you know what? I've been redeeming the time, mm -hmm. uh, and we know the days are evil. But I want to say this, and um, and we need to say this together. Every every day we should say this. It says this is a faithful saying because a lot of times people will, you know, come at you sideways, and it's all good. If they look down at you, keep looking up. And I love God, his grace and his mercy, <laughs> because what that grace and mercy does to us is it runs, it's the cup runneth over, right? It runs over to where even people look at it sideways, we just love them. Mm -hmm. What's there to be mad at? I did make mistakes. I was a hypocrite. Um, I'm going to read this. And this is speaking for me and Tisha. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the chief. I'm the worst one. But he that's why he said, hey, I even say people like JD. Mm -hmm. I even say people like Tisha, the worst of the worst. And I'm just so glad. I'm so thankful. And I just want to encourage you. I want to add to what Tisha said. If you have a child or a daughter or there's, there's um, division in your house or pray. And if you want us to pray with you, uh, reach out to us. Reach out to us. And uh, I'm telling you right now, man, there's, I'm going to tell you right now, what I've learned 
is that a lot of times people will reach out because people like to talk. Ooh, that gossip bird. It mm -hmm. says seven abominations are found on the heart of a gossiper, and the Lord rebuked that spirit out of my house. Me and Tisha have gossiped. I don't. I have oh, never yeah. met a person that hasn't. But I'm telling you, with this, with this, what we're carrying, this ministry, it's not a game. No. And you're, and if you come mm -hmm. to us, and man, we're gonna go straight to God with it, with you. And I would encourage you to do this. If you're a believer. It says in God's word, he says, I am the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the official of your peace. Go to him. Say, God, I, I you know what? If I go to, to Becky and and so-and-so and Buford, they're going to say everything. I'm tired. I, every time I go to them, everyone in the family knows, go to God. He'll keep your secrets. He'll take you to that secret place. He's the one that can deliver you. He's your Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. He's everything you need. He's your wonderful counselor. So go to him. Fall on your knees and say, God, I need you like now. I need you like yesterday for my child, for my husband, for my wife. I want, I, I'm asking for unity. I'm asking for that devil to be removed from our house. And be faithful while you wait for the answer to prayer. In Jesus' name. So I, I just want to tell you that right now. And if anyone ever comes at you and they're like, oh, man, we heard about your past. Give them uh, 1 Timothy 1.15. You know what? He came in the world of safe sinners, of whom I'm the chief. So, hey, mm -hmm. go talk to God about it. <laughs> <laughs> and we love any and everybody. So it's Amen. good. It's all good. All right. Well, that's it for today. Yeah. Um, Next week, we have another episode coming up. So make sure, you, again, you've subscribed and you're giving us a review. Make sure you're sharing it. Um, we've been getting some good feedback. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, that lets me know that we're talking about things that people really need to hear right now. And that's ultimately what was on our hearts was we wanted to share what people needed. A now word. Mm -hmm. Read your Bibles. Pray every day and believe what you read. That's the key. Joe yeah. Rangel told me that one. That's a good one. I <laughs> that love y'all, man. One. I love y'all in Christ. Y'all stay blessed. All right. You ready to do it? You got to be lit. To be light. Let's go.